0: Good morning. It's good to be with you. Uh, my name's Sam. I have the great pri- privilege of being the lead pastor here at Crossroads Church. And what that means is every time I have the opportunity, I try to tell the greatest story. Ever told. Now, not because I'm some great communicator or it's even my story, but I believe this story is a story about Jesus and Jesus is the greatest person to ever walk the face of the planet. I actually believe he's more than just a person. I believe he's God in the flesh. So if you've ever asked the question, what is God like? You don't have to look any further than the person of Jesus. And we believe the Bible is this story about Jesus. We say this at Crossroads Church. We say it's all about. Jesus, that's right. So what that means is uh, you're going to need a Bible. And since we're online only today, uh, on the online campus, you'll see a little Bible tab there, or you can log in from another device and see the tab. You can click on the Bible app and pull up the scriptures. And if you don't have a Bible, I would encourage you to visit us in person and we'll have a Bible for you as a gift to you. Because so we pray that you read the Bible every single day because every time you do, you get to meet with Jesus. Uh, but if you're at home and you're on a device, there's also the Version Bible app, which is I'm going to use on my phone here. You can download that app and you can have the Bible here for free, many different versions. And I'm reading from the ESV version. You can just click on the button and see the version. I'm going to be at Ephesians 5. So uh, open to Ephesians 5. I'm so glad to be with you um, in this digital form. I'm thankful for technology that we can uh, use it to uh, enjoy our families during this holiday, but still gather together. And so uh, look at Ephesians 5, turn your Bible, Ephesians 5, starting in verse 15. Um, Verse 15, it says this, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Now watch this. Verse 19 says this. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, verse 21, this is going to be uh, a key verse for us today, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Hey, will you pray with me? Gracious Heavenly Father, we love you. I thank you that even uh, even though we're distant and apart from one another, we can still gather together as uh, the church in the Greek is ekklesia, which literally means the gathering, of the body of christ and so i thank you that we're able to gather and celebrate on this holiday to gather with our family our friends and gather as the church of jesus christ i thank you today that over the next few moments you would stir us you would encourage us uh, you would give us grace to ponder on the truth of your word and focus on the truth of the person of Jesus Christ. And that everything we say and everything we do would bring glory to you and good to this valley. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Hey, this is kind of an unusual setting for me. I am in the great state of Kentucky where I'm from. All right, all right, all right. And I'm actually standing in my father in law's garage and his workshop and uh, the kids are all inside i was trying to find a place where i could uh, do this and this is the place that i found and i thought this was a great um, place to be and maybe use it to talk about some deeper things but we've been vacationing for the past uh, several days maybe a week and a half we were on uh, in Eastern Kentucky, where I'm from, I'm the son of a coal miner's daughter in Eastern Kentucky. So if the Hunger Games break out, we're Section 12. And uh, and then my wife is from the Louisville area. That's right, it's not Louisville or Louisville. It's Louisville. And if you're around here for any length of time, uh, you realize that's how people say it, Louisville. And uh, and we're visiting her family here, and we got to drive across the state. we haven't been here in a couple years. And... Uh, and i'm so enjoying it. there's just this bit of rain today we kind of we went to this uh defy gravity bounce house and the kids were having a blast because it's, it's raining and so i'm thankful for all these uh spaces but um, while I was at this spot, I, I just tell you, you know me, I, I can be an aggressive person. I can't turn off the pastor, you know, pastoring means to, to guide or shepherd. And, and sometimes I find myself in these big crowds and there's all these people there. And I, I still want to help people follow, uh, the way they should go or keep them from getting hurt. So my anxiety kind of goes through the roof a little bit. I avoid those places most often. Uh, but my, my oldest Judah was, uh, was playing dodgeball and if you know anything about me and my history i was a youth pastor for a long time and uh, you uh, it's a requirement it's prerequisite Uh, if you're a youth pastor you have to play dodgeball and uh, that's that's a joke Uh, i can hear your laughter through uh, the computer and uh, so they're, my son's playing um dodgeball, and there's all these kids and they're kind of managing themselves they're kind of there's some rules that are going on, some kind of unwritten rules, but some rules that are kind of uh just in uh the air, and that rule is kind of a respect for one another. everyone sees each other as human and equal. And so that, that kind of holds people accountable for a bit, but uh, sometimes there needs to be a, a, a rule outside of ourselves. And so what happens is, is sometimes when we s- totally self-govern, which is what was happening in the dodgeball uh, arena, uh, some older kids, some 15-year-olds came in and there's a lot of seven, eight, 10, but the 15-year-olds came in and man, they're, they're throwing Paul the and there's uh, weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth and like the protective dad that I am, I, I jump in and I go, "Hey, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in, and try to be that outside rule." Um, and th- so I'm just jumping, and uh, and then one of the older boys starts kind of wanting to go at me a little bit, and so we uh, we throw the ball, and and uh, he gets out, but he doesn't want to accept that he got out. And so I walk up and go, hey, man, you're, you're out. Let's be fair. Let's, uh, let's make sure that we're doing what's right. And he didn't want to do that. And and so he kept playing. And then he got me out. And I submitted to that. And I went to get out. Uh, but then another dad, his dad, the 15-year-old's dad, he jumps in. And he, he's excited at me. And uh, I tell you, uh, I'm trying to figure out if people know I'm a pastor, like how can I act, how how I'm just going to push it because, man, here's some guy jumps in and he starts kind of going, hey, uh, won't you you go at me? He thinks I'm going at his kid. But see what's happening is I jump in to help my kid. And then he jumps in to help his kid because he thinks I'm picking on him. And what I'm trying to do is, is bring in some sense of order or, or rule. Uh, and he wants to do the same thing. But we're trying to figure out who's in charge. And so uh, we have this little confrontation. And uh, I just said, hey, who, who are you? And, and he, he said, you know, hey, maybe you want to get to know me, Right. And, uh, I stood there, kind of stood my ground a little bit, uh, and just said, Hey, no, man, we just want things to be fair. And I stood there and allowed the guy to calm down to realize what was happening. And then I said, Hey man, come shake my hand. Let's figure this thing out. And we did. And then I got to know him a little bit. I shook his hand and here's a dad of, of five kids and his boys are, he's a, in a, A blended family, and his boys are visiting him from Fort uh, Lauderdale, Florida, and he's just trying to be a good dad, and I'm trying to be a good dad, and yet our self-governance... Needs something higher than this dad versus this dad, and who's in charge over all the young ones? Is it the seven ones? Well, well the seven year olds, uh, you know, or the fifteen year olds are the oppressors to the the seven, eight year old, ten year olds. And then here comes one dad and another dad, and which dad's got more tattoos, and which one's more. He had more tattoos than I do. Not that I have any tattoos because I don't believe in them. And, and so uh, what happens is, is we're trying to figure out what is this law that transcends us. And that's ultimately what we can talk about on a day like today, Independence Day. This day that we have the founding of our nation. And I'm convinced that we can celebrate with our heads high the founding of our country, because our country is different than any other country, and it is the most diverse and the most free country in the history of the world. And I think because it's founded on these principles that have become tools for us, and we may say principles, but what I would say is laws, laws of God, the principles of God, the laws of God, more so than a principle that can be debated, but a law in which if you transgress against this law, you're found guilty. You're a lawbreaker. See, I think what was in those children at first was, hey, we're all equal. We're all on the same playing field. We're all human beings. And what the dad and I had to figure out was, hey, we're both dads and we're equal. And see, that's actually why the Declaration of Independence is written the way it is. And then ultimately our Constitution and our Bill of Rights. And what's different about it? Well, think about the American Revolution in contrast to the French Revolution. And you can go do this study, and like I say, I'm preparing the appetizer to stir you to hunger. You have to do your due diligence and learn, hey, is he speaking truth? What, is he speaking propaganda? Is this blind patriotism, or is it truth? And so you'll have to wrestle with that. But I'm convinced that the revolution of the French Revolution was a freedom from religion, meaning they didn't want this transcendent law that holds all men accountable. They wanted to be the rulers of their own universe and decide good from evil. But that was what Adam and Eve struggled with as well. And we all do. And see, all throughout society, there's always been kings and rulers and those who rule over. But every king we know, even the Hebrew scriptures will teach us, when Israel wanted a king like all other nations, they did not want a theocracy. They did not want God to be their ruler alone and allow his principles and his laws to help us self-govern. So... Uh, this contrast here is is that Israel wanted a king, and what they find is is that even their kings, even the best of us, can become corrupt, and we need to be held to a standard outside of ourselves. And see, the American Revolution was completely different. Uh, they started a, a revolution. That was different. See, Britain had already been through a couple revolutions, but all they wanted to do was change the monarchy, change the kingdom, uh, change who was in charge, and set up new precedents and laws and taxation. But the American Revolution was fundamentally different because it wasn't about establishing a new monarchy. It was actually doing away with monarchy completely. And the only way you could do that And what I mean by that is have a nation with no king is if you believe that there is a king already. And see, this idea that our founding fathers were not uh, fundamentally driven by uh, Judeo-Christian worldviews is just not true. Because they believe that Jesus is king, that there is a God and he is in charge And Colossians tells us that he is above all things and he holds all things together. And the scriptures begin to tell us this idea that we are accountable to him. And so that's why things like the Bill of Rights could even be put in place. This idea that you are endowed, you are given something by who? Not by government, not by another man, not by another dad, not by anyone else, but endowed by our creator with unalienable rights, meaning you can't be alienated from them. You cannot be separated from these rights. These are rights meaning you have them intrinsically. You have intrinsic value. And this right is that you were created equal. See, the problem in the dodgeball game was the kids were going, this is not equal. Like, you're, I'm seven and you're 15. And then I jump in and go, well, I, I'm his dad. And he jumps in and says, well, there's not an equal dad in here. So I'm going to jump in because I'm dad too. And, and then what happens when two men look at one another and go, who's in charge? Well, here's what the Bible tells us. This is what, ephesians is trying to help us with he says this submit to one another out of reverence for christ what that means is acknowledging that jesus is king and he's in charge and he's connected us to the father who governs all things and so in that moment me and this other man have an opportunity to rule ourselves and plunge this moment into chaos. What if, what if we had ended in a physical altercation? What would our sons think of us then? Dad, you guys kicked out of here. Man, you're a pastor. They're going to find out in California because I'm going to tell them myself, right? Uh, why is the pastor always fighting? It's just, nah, it's just something. I pray, pray, pray for you, pastor. But I, I just feel like i got to stand up for people. And sometimes I put my foot in my mouth. Or sometimes I'm just trying to get somebody else to do what's right. And but at the end of the day, what we're supposed to do is not try to dominate and try to domineer or try to decide who's in charge, but what we're trying to do is realize that we are free in Christ. Jesus says, This it is for freedom, He has set us free, and we're free to see ourselves and others as created in the image of God, having unalienable rights, that they are have intrinsic value. They are a human being. I'm going to value them, respect them, and then govern ourselves together. See, that's the idea of this great country, is that we would be self-governed, we the people. But only could we be we the people if we were a people who were one nation under God meaning we're a nation of people governing ourselves because He set us free to do so, but free under the auspice of His rule and reign, meaning we would have respect for one another. We would greet one another, as this says, with spiritual songs and hymns. You think about our culture, man, it's infused, our history is infused with songs and hymns and spiritual songs, giving thanks to God for everything. See, here's a day, like Independence Day, where we can give thanks to God for everything you 've been blessed and don't believe the lie that you 're not, but you 've been blessed in order to be a blessing, not to domineer, not to lord over, not to try to tr- figure out who's in charge, but you 've been given tools see i 'm in this tool shed and this garage and and all these tools behind me i I don't really know how to use any of these i 'm working on them. my wife knows more about them than I do, uh, but I don 't know how to use most of these and Yet, they can be used for great good, or they could be used for harm. Or, if you didn't know what you were doing with them, you could bring harm to yourself. See, the Constitution is not an a end-all, be-all document, but it's a tool. It can help us. It can help us self-govern. The Bible is not the end. The Bible points us to Jesus who helps us. It's the tool to get us to Jesus. It's the tool to see that we are blessed, we are free, and we give glory to Him because He is King. How is He King? He's King by way of the cross. He's King because He's willing to give up His authority, His seat, not Lord over, but serve. As the Bible says that Jesus did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but or to hold on to but he humbled himself he limited himself he lived a selfless obedient life unto death death on a cross and because of this God has given him a name which is above every name see today is about freedom but more so than just freedom as a country freedom in Christ freedom that you don't have to hold on to your ego you don't have to hold on to your pride you don't have to hold on uh, to you being dad like maybe I do sometimes, or me being pastor, or me being in charge. What I can do is have an ability to submit, serve. We don't like that word at all, but try it. Try what happens when you submit to someone. You say, hey man, uh, I'll shake your hand. I want to work this out. I'll submit to the rule of Christ who's over me. I'll govern my speech. I'll I'll make sure that I live as wise. I'll walk carefully. Why? So you have the freedom to do that. You live in a great nation today. I hope you're celebrating with your family. I hope you don't buy the lie that you've been cursed or you're oppressed because you're not. You're liberated. And because you're liberated, you need to be the ones who help others into liberation. But that liberation is first in the heart. Because Jesus is far more concerned with the poverty of our hearts than the poverty of our hands. So the liberation needs to be from sin, from going our way instead of God's way. The liberation needs to be of our mind. Be not conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So today, be transformed. Today, be thankful. Today, celebrate your freedom that is in Christ and the freedom of so many who went before us. So you may say, well, America hasn't always done what's right. You're right, and neither have I, and neither have you. But I think we have all the tools to go forward. See, I think that's why America has always progressed forward, because we've been given this great gift, the gift of the Scriptures, the gift of the Constitution, we the people governing ourselves because we have the person of Jesus to follow after, be imitators of Christ. We have all the right tools to do all the right stuff. That's why I think we keep getting better. We may trip and fall, but we keep correcting. We keep pushing ourselves forward, submitting to one another or holding one another accountable. That's what our nation's always been about. That's what Independence Day is all about, is accountability, submission to the rule and reign of King Jesus. I hope you're having a wonderful uh, Independence Day. Um, And I'm thankful for you. Hey, will you pray with me? Gracious Heavenly Father, we love you. I thank you for who you are and who you are to us. I thank you today as I get to celebrate with my family. get to barbecue. I get to hang out. Don't let me forget about all those who went before us. I thank you for the tools you've given us through your scriptures. And how you've helped those scriptures inspire the United States Constitution, that we would be able to be people who self-govern. Why? Because we're governed by a higher rule of law, the rule that you've created us and designed us to live in. Oh, how we love your law. Or in other words, we love how you make things work. You designed us for relationship with one another and with you. So let everything we say and everything we do bring glory to you and good to this valley. Happy Independence Day.